I'd put to you that we can only lead others to the extent we're self-aware. Because through self-awareness, we can understand others better. And if we understand them better, we can build relationships with them. And leadership is about connection. No connection, no leadership. Now, pride is often pushed as a strong or useful characteristic in business. Yet pride tends to be a sign of lack of self-awareness because we think we're better than others. And we're warned about it in phrases like, pride comes before a fall. Now, self-pride is therefore a real concern for a leader especially, and maybe it's okay if we've got pride in others. And what is the opposite of pride? It is, of course, humility. And by humility, I don't mean weakness or lack of confidence. Someone can be humble and very confident. It's just knowing that they are no better than anybody else. It's that equivalence. It means that we approach situations differently. If we take a manager's view and something's not going right, we tend to blame the other person. But as a leader, it's about first thinking, what am I doing that's contributing to this situation? As Jesus said, before you take the speck out of your brother's eye, take the plank out of your own. This might sound pretty theoretical, but it applies in real life. MIT professor Jim Collins co-authored the best-selling business book, Built to Last, which looked at 18 pairs of top companies across various industries, companies like Pfizer versus Merck, or Boeing versus McDonnell Douglas, and then looked at which was the better and outperformer of the pair, and looked across what was common with the 18 outperformers across industry. And he identified two things. They all had core values and looked at setting bags, big, hairy, audacious goals. So it's selling really well. And the story goes that at one of his book signings, a colleague came up to him and said, great book, Jim. And Jim said, thank you very much. He said, but it's absolutely useless. And Jim went, what do you mean? He said, well, if you are a great company, you don't need to read the book. And if you aren't, it doesn't tell you how to become a great company. That got Jim thinking. And he had a team of researchers at MIT. So he spent several years looking at what takes a company from good to great. Now, the assumptions you make affect the outcome. So he tried to make a simple assumption as possible. And it was, he looked at companies that in the last 30 years had had 15 years of average or below average stock performance, followed by 15 years of at least three times stock performance in the Americans Fortune 500. Now, companies that are often lauded like GE had nothing like that performance. And out of the 1,435 companies that were in the Fortune 500 over this time, only 11 fitted the bill. And he looked at what was common with those 11 companies. Now, when he wrote Built to Last, he believed that leadership was a furphy. It actually had nothing to do with performance. But when he did this analysis, they realized that leadership was key. It was one of the key characteristics of the seven, but it wasn't the typical braggadocious leader of the business leaders like Jack Welsh or Lee Iacocca, which had been lauded by all the business schools and top business magazines. All these 11 leaders had the same two characteristics. They're extremely humble and extremely determined.
So Darwin Smith at Kimberly Clark was one of them. And suddenly all these business journalists got really interested and found, oh, we'd missed all these leaders. Why? Because they're humble. They don't tell people about themselves. So one young business journalist went to interview Darwin Smith. And during the interview, she asked, she said, what makes you such a great leader? And he seemed almost offended, befuddled by the question, couldn't talk for a minute and then said, I don't know, maybe because I'm eccentric. Mockler was the head of Gillette and he had no idea that he was being included and was one of the 11 leaders. And he walked into his offices one day to see a, one of the top business magazines with his picture on the front saying the man who created Gillette. It seems like he was so offended that he was being held up as this person better than everybody else that he walked into the office, he had a heart attack and died. These people are extremely humble. And Jim Collins came up with this neat understanding of real leadership. And he used a window and a mirror. When the more assertive, the louder, the more famous leaders lead, when, they, when things are going well, they look in a mirror and they say, it's because of me. When things are going badly, they look out the window and say, it's because of that person, they're no good or this situation. But every one of these 11 leaders was the same in that when things were going well, they always looked out the window. They said it was because I've got great people or because we're lucky with this, the market conditions. And when things were going badly, they always looked in the mirror and said, it's because of me. Now that's a much tougher way to look at life, but much more liberating because it empowers us to do something. We can't really change others directly, but we can always change ourselves. In fact, Darwin Smith said he never stopped trying to become qualified for the job, despite his superb performance. It's almost as if we've taken two and a half thousand years to learn what all the great gurus told us, whether it's Jesus Christ, Muhammad, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Moses, or Confucius. What are the two key things for a leader? Extreme humility and great determination. The wisdom in the phrase, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So remember the secret to leadership, it's humility and determination.